You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. You are about to discuss an upcoming surgery with your patient. You tell them it will be performed in a minimally invasive approach through a small incision. It has the potential for less pain, a shorter hospital stay, quicker recovery time, and superior results. Then you tell them this procedure will be performed robotically. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery at Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Ryan Rhodes, Senior Director at Intuitive Surgical, a surgical robotics company. Today we are discussing surgical robotics. Welcome, Ryan. Good afternoon. How would you define surgical robotics and specifically your surgical robotic device, the Da Vinci? There's a couple ways we describe it today. One is, uh, is, is in, in the more basic or generic concept that a robotic system or operative system or even maybe called a computer system is placed between the surgeon and the patient. Uh, and the surgeon basically has control over this device uh, and, and applying it to surgical operations uh, throughout the patient. What physicians have questions about, is there actually a robot or is the physician controlling what's going on in the patient? You know, Dr. Hill, that's a great question, uh, and that comes up quite a bit. We like to also refer to it as a telerobotic system, meaning that the surgeon directs or has direct control over the operative robot, which is placed over or around the patient, but the surgeon is also close by and is operating the system and controls every movement. So uh, they have absolutely uh, total control of the operation, ideally increased control because of the robotic interface. Now, clearly, uh, these patients have laparoscopic approaches in all of the procedures, correct? Yes, it, it would be considered uh, laparoscopic, the surgical approach. You are correct. Well, how physically does the surgeon control these laparoscopic devices in the patient? So the Da Vinci surgical system, the operative system, consists of three pieces. One is the robotic portion. The other is uh, a vision system, which is, is proprietary to the technology. And the third and more important is the operative console. Uh, the console is kind of like a high-powered workstation, which the surgeon has the ability to sit at. And, uh, in fact, their movements in this workstation translate directly to the movements that are delivered by the robot. So that workstation is typically, in average, about nine feet away from the patient. So the surgeon is very much close by and in control of the operation. Now, what is the surgeon actually looking at? They are actually looking into a high-powered 3D viewer. Now I should say HD because we have high definition now in this viewer. Uh, but the surgeon looks into the viewer. They're in a seated position. And I think the concept uh, relative to surgery and certainly to open surgery is that the hands and eyes are in alignment. So they actually sit in a chair and they look into uh, an operative system, which is a high-powered 3D HD system. Now, one of the limitations of traditional laparoscopic surgery that all of us surgeons had to get used to was it was a two-dimensional system, and we had to extrapolate by using certain maneuvers into three dimensions. How are you able to provide a true three-dimensional vision for the surgeon? You know, that is a very good point. Um, that has been one of the limitations of laparoscopic surgery, the fact that you operate in two, two dimensions uh, different than uh, conventional open surgery. 
looking into the da Vinci system, uh, the system itself has a high-powered camera system, which actually consists of two cameras, one for each eye. Uh, those cameras uh, basically take a high-resolution view of the internal anatomy of the patient in real time, and they uh, fuse that back through synchronizers, and the surgeon actually gets to see this synchronized high-resolution 3D view through the da Vinci system. So this is very similar to stereoscopic vision used by interventional radiologists and neurosurgeons when they use the operative microscope. You're absolutely right. It is a system that is used in, in other facets of medicine. This system, as, as noted, is controlled by the surgeon and has an operative camera, so it's steerable like a car. If you want to look at something from a far distance or get very close to it, you can easily do that. Now, in the operating room, do you still have your scrub nurse, your circulating nurse, nurse your anesthesiologist, and other people? Yes, you do. Uh, you still have the same typical OR staff that would be there for a, a standard operation. Though there's some training around the system, uh, there's little you know nuances that people learn uh, learn to uh, adapt to. Uh, it's very straightforward, very typical to conventional surgery in in the support staff of the operating room. Does the operating room itself have to be modified to accommodate a surgical robotic system such as the Da Vinci? No, we uh, we in fact have systems placed in very small hospital ORs and, and also very large ORs. So. Um, it does take up some space, but it is very manageable, and it's very configurable. So you can move the different components around and kind of configure them uh, to the layout of the room. You are listening to Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and I am speaking with Mr. Ryan Rhodes, Senior Director at Intuitive Surgical, a surgical robotic company and we are discussing surgical robotics. Ryan, we were speaking about uh, modifications in the operating room in order to accommodate the da Vinci system. Are these major changes that need to be done? Does a hospital have to invest a great deal of money to use this system? No, other than the fact that it is a capital piece of equipment, there is an acquisition cost and there's some service uh, costs associated with it. It is uh, pretty straightforward, and most people adapt to the technology rather quickly. Uh, aside from some training on the system, uh, as the name uh, implies, intuitive, it's very user-friendly and very straightforward, and we've tried to uh, engineer and design it uh, to, to be maintained in that state. But it's easy to configure, it's flexible and scalable for different operations. If for any reason something happens to the patient and they become unstable and one has to convert from a laparoscopic approach to an open approach, similar to when we do traditional laparoscopic surgery, can that be done as well using the da Vinci system? Yes, and that's a very good question. Uh, there's been a number of safety enhancements built into the system going back to the design and inception that, uh, in fact, if there was ever a point during an operation where somebody would need to, to back the robot away or convert to a conventional operation, that can be done rather easily. Uh, so those, uh, that is built into the design, yes. What other safety issues are there? A couple of other ones. If the surgeon does not have their head in the viewer, the operative robotic system will not engage, meaning that it is frozen. Uh, that is one. The other is if back, there's backup power systems, there's a lot of uh, inherent software that manages the system 
while it's being used. So it does a lot of checking on itself to, again, make sure that everything is working properly and that is highly reliable. Um, there are other icons and things that the surgeon learns to control during the operation. Uh, but in general, uh, it's, it's pretty transparent. Uh, we, we really uh, kind of built the, the system, as, as stated, uh, to be user-friendly but to be very safe for the patient. For those physicians who have never seen a surgical robotic device such as the Da Vinci, what does it look like? I mean, is it bigger than a washing machine? What size is it? Well, uh, there's, there's three different uh, components. I'd say one of the components is I don't know, approximately five feet by two, two and a half feet wide. Uh, that is the operative console. The robotic system looks a little bit like an octopus. I, I, don't, I don't know if I, that would be the proper descriptive, but it has operative arms uh, that come off of setup joints, and each of those arms, uh, again, as, as indicated, are, are controlled directly by the surgeon. There's also some very helpful information on the two websites. One is www.davincisurgery.com. Uh, and another one is www.intuitivesurgical.com. There's some uh, photos and videos that patients can actually watch that explain uh, use of the system. Now, how does the Da Vinci device connect actually to the laparoscopic equipment? The uh, device itself has its own camera system, robotic camera system. So there are cables uh, that quickly connect uh, to one another and the, uh, the HD 3D camera system is actually integrated into the operative arm. So uh, it's through, there's a fiber optic or a light connection. There's also a camera connection. And then it works off standard power, you know, that, that's powered in the OR and plugs right directly into the wall. Does it take a great deal of time once the patient enters the operating room before you can get started with the operation? No, not, not really. I, I would say there, and that question does come up occasionally, and, and it really is about getting used to draping the system and, and such. Because it is sterile uh, in and around the patient, it has sterile operative drapes that are placed over it. So as the team gets used to, the surgical team gets used to uh, draping it, it can be set up in, in a short amount of time, you know, anywhere from as minimal as maybe three minutes uh, up to, you know, 10 to 12 minutes. Now, I take it that the console is not draped, nor is the surgeon at the console uh, surgically scrubbed. That is correct. There is uh, typically always a, uh, an assisting surgeon or an operative tech or a physician's assistant, always patient side, but the surgeon actually gets to operate non-sterile, seated in the operative console. Now, how does the assistant surgeon, the scrub nurse, the circulator nurse, or the anesthesiologist see what the surgeon is actually seeing? That is a, a, a point related to the vision system. So the vision system actually has the ability to display the operation uh, in the operating room uh, OR suite uh, to all uh, staff, including the anesthesiologist. They have their own monitor that they can look at, or in some hospital ORs they have multiple monitors. So everyone gets to share in uh, this uh, well-laid-out view of the internal anatomy. So everyone has access to that vision. Do the operating rooms have to be modified in the sense of uh, electrical uh, uh, access? No. Uh, the system works off normal uh, power uh, that is typically supplied in operating room suites. And is this a type of device that can only be used in tertiary care centers, or can it be used in community hospitals around the country? 
Yes, we have a number of robotic systems placed in community hospitals. Actually, community hospitals are, will probably be a larger portion uh, at, uh, of where we have our robotic system placed uh, due to the fact there are more community-based hospitals than academic centers. But many of the uh, academic centers around the U.S. And, and certainly outside the U.S. are embracing this technology. Thank you. I want to thank Mr. Ryan Rhodes, Senior Director at Intuitive Surgical, a surgical robotics company who has been our guest, and we have been discussing surgical robotics. I am Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery at Chicago Medical School, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.